Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I was standing at the back just as all you guys were singing. I was just taking the whole thing in. I was just like, how cool is it that a bunch of guys on a Thursday night would choose to be in the house of God with other guys, lifting holy hands and just believing for God to do amazing things in and amongst us. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So welcome. Glad you're here. If you, you're not a Christian, if you don't go to church, if you're just a guy who's come here with a buddy, we're just grateful you're here. You are welcome here, trust me. And um, we're just grateful that you're in the house with us. Um, I'm going to take a minute and preach from God's Word. Is that okay? Yes. To us as men, if you have your Bibles and if you didn't bring one, don't worry about it. We'll have it right here behind me. I want to read from sec- uh, sorry, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. It says this, So put away all malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves are living stones. Like, sorry, like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And then a little bit further along in verse nine, Peter says this, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim, look at this, the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He mentions in just a bunch of verses, Peter Peter mentions the word priesthood twice when he's talking about believers, when he's talking about Christians, when he's talking to Christian men, believers in Christ. So I want to preach a short message this, this evening at Wild Man called Priests at Home. Priests at Home. There's not many things that I remember about the mass that I used to go to as a schoolboy in Australia, there's hardly anything actually I remember, but I do remember one thing. I remember the priest. I remember the guy that week in, week out, at my little Catholic private school where I would have to go, I'd get shuffled into the old church and I'd sit there and I'd, I don't remember very much, but I do remember the priest. He was awesome. He was this big, burly fella. Like he could put a serious hit on you on the rugby field. He's one of those, like, he might have been wearing like, you know, a long dress basically, but I'll tell you right now, he could put a hit on you. You wouldn't want to mess with him on the rugby field, but I love this guy. He was awesome. And one of the things I loved about him was he was so happy. I can still remember just sitting there in my little pew with my little fifth grade buddies and just seeing him come down to begin the service singing, here I am, Lord. Just on, as loud as he could, just singing this. And I just remember thinking, that guy's awesome. He's just happy, you know? He's not miserable, he's happy. And he was a big guy. But what I loved about him was his largeness wasn't confined to his physical nature. He had a large spirit. Yeah. 
He was a larger-than-life type of guy. And I kind of liked that about him. I thought, I don't really understand much else as a young boy in school, but I did remember that the priest was happy. And fast forward to today, and my, my life's taken a journey. I saved at 19. I'm not know if you, I don't know if you know my story, but I didn't grow really up in church. I wasn't raised by Christian parents, but I ended up in a church at the age of 19 after experiencing a whole bunch of devastation. I lost my mother at a young age. I lost my dad a few years after that. And I was kind of lost and I was kind of searching. I was kind of looking for God. But what I've come to learn is I wasn't really looking for God. God was looking for me. And what I actually learned was that, you know, priests could have helped me and a spiritual leader could have helped me. But the only one that could really help me was Jesus. And it's only on this side of grace do I understand just how much grace I needed. And what we see in Scripture, especially in the New Testament, is that something's been exchanged. Something has changed. In the Old Testament, you needed a priest. But in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, we have now, we don't need a priest. We just have Jesus. We have Jesus Christ, who the Bible describes as our high priest. So what I wanted to do tonight is I wanted to kind of take on the parallel that we see in the Old Testament of what priests did, but understanding that through grace that every single one of us as men are actually called to be priests in this life. And I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Maybe, like I said, you're in here and you're not a Christian. You're like, what are you talking about, man? Do you want me to start walking around with a collar on? Or do you, know, do you want me to start like performing like, you know, no, I'm not saying that. Just, just enjoy the ride tonight. Enjoy the chicken and, and the cars. But, <laughs> but can I just encourage you that if you are a believer in here tonight, you need to understand that we have a high priest, and that because we have a high priest, that where does that leave us? It actually leaves us to be priests in our own homes and in our own worlds. To be the people, the men, that in our own household perform certain duties. So I wanted to take on that parallel, if I could, tonight, and just talk about what it would look like if we understood, in a sense, that we are priests in our own home. That in the world that you live in, that God has, through Jesus Christ, called you to step into the role of being a priest, of being a person that does certain things. And so what I wanted to to do tonight was give us seven things that priests did that we today spiritually can do, okay? You with me? The first thing is this, priests would lead. Priests would lead the people, and we are called to lead our people. Priests would lead meetings in the tabernacle and the temple. We need to be men who lead spiritually in our own homes. To be priests in the homes that God has assigned and appointed us to. Do you know the home that you have? And I'm talking about the people that are in your home. Maybe you're in here and you're married, you've got kids like me. But you're not there by accident. God has appointed you to be there to do certain things. And priests in the Old Testament, they would lead the people. And we today are called to lead the people that God has appointed for us to lead. Are you seeing yourself as the God-appointed and God-installed prime example of what a Christian is called to be? I didn't say being perfect. I didn't say that you need to be a perfect person. I said be a Christian because there's a difference means using a Christ-like example. 
called to lead. I want to encourage all of us as men that we're the ones that have the head role. In Ephesians 5, I think it's in verse 23 to 25, it says that that man is head of the wife, i.e. head of the household. And he's called to submit and serve and to to bless and be a Christ-like example in the home. But can I just encourage you, just like Old Testament priests would lead, we now under the new covenant are called to lead. I wanted to give you just two quick ways that you could lead like a priest in your home, okay? The first is this, you could be a worship leader in your home right now. You could be a worship leader. We can be worship leaders. You know, I don't believe that mum should be the head worship leader. I'm the head worship leader in my house. And my voice is horrible, but I'm the head worship leader. And I know that I don't have, I don't know anything about music, Verses and choruses, it means nothing to me. But when I sing and I, when I worship with my singing to God, you know, God loves it when I sing to Him. And my voice is horrible, but He loves it. But we can be the head worship leader in our home. Something else we can do is we can know the Bible. Priests would have this intricate knowledge of the Holy Scriptures. And we as men, as priests in our home, we should lead the charge when it comes to reading the Bible. I believe that we should be the ones that consume the most amount of Scripture in our homes. We should be the ones that know the most Scripture in our homes. I know it irritates my kids, but I play the audio Bible all the time in the truck. I know it irritates my kids, but there's a two-fold agenda. I'm learning. And they don't know it, but they're learning. But this is how we can lead as priests in our home. And I just want to encourage you that you've been put in a position. You've been appointed as a priest in your home. You're the head of that household, spiritually speaking. So number one, priests would lead the people. Number two, priests would serve the people. And we are called in our homes. And I love this. God has appointed us to serve the people in our homes. Numbers 18 and verse 7, and you and your sons, this is when the priesthood was being set up, you and your sons, God said, with you shall guard your priesthood for all that concerns the altar and that is within the veil and you shall serve. Look at this. I give your priesthood as a gift and any outsider who comes near shall be put to death. We should be the head servants in our homes. We should be the the head servants in the home and also in the house of God. But starting at home, we should be head servants. You know, that's our first ministry as men. That we serve our wives and our children in the way that like the way Christ did the church and would lay down his life for her. How are we serving as priests right now in our home? We're called to be servants. I just want to say something that might shock you and might, might sound a little strong tonight. But I have no business serving anyone in this church if my family is underserved at home. I have no business being here trying to serve anyone else if my family isn't served first because it's my first ministry. It's what I'm called to do first. And can I just encourage you, you're called to do as well. We should be the lead servants in our homes. The world depicts and tries to give us a picture of what the man of the house should look like. The world tries to give us that picture, right? The man should be the one who just comes home off the golf course or off the fishing boat whenever he wants or comes home from the office at all hours and rolls in whenever he wants and when he's at home that everyone should do what he asks and he should be the one that gets the biggest meal at mealtime. 
but that's the world. But in the kingdom of God, it's reversed. It's the opposite. In the kingdom of God, our role is to serve our families like priests would serve the people. I remember my friend, the priest at the school I was just talking about. I still remember him and week in, week out, standing at the very end of the aisle serving communion to us kids. And I just, I still have a picture of it, but just, he would just serve communion and serve communion and serve communion. Child, kid after kid after kid after kid, week in, week out, serving people. And to use that parallel, we should be the people in our homes that people come to again and again and again and again, that we would bless and we would bless and we would help and we would help and it would be a continual rhythm of our lives that we would be priests that serve in our homes. Is this making sense so far? So number two, we'd serve. Number three, priests would bring order. And we're called to bring a holy order to our homes and our worlds. Priests would follow a strict pattern of order to a group of people. They would bring a flow. They would bring a, hey, this is what we're doing to the people that they would be leading. And this is exactly what we're supposed to do as well. You know, we shouldn't give this responsibility away to anyone else. It's actually our responsibility. If there's chaos in your home, can I just encourage you? It's your responsibility to lead through it. It's your responsibility. I'm not talking about a sledgehammer type leadership. I'm talking about a gentle, Christ-like, humble leading. Firm and gentle and consistent, clear and grace-filled, but still leading. If there's drama in your home, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but that's on you. If there's drama in our homes, you know who the buck stops with? The head of the household. The head of the home. I just don't, I just, I I don't know if I'm going to, I might offend people tonight, I don't know. But but, but to to just say, oh, she's crazy, it just doesn't cut it. It's our responsibility to lead through it, to take inventory and to lead well and, and to bring order. One of the things I used to do when we had small, when our, when our three kids were babies, I remember when Maisie was just a baby, it, it started then and I used to think about it and I felt like really God showed me something. But are you like me when the first thing you do when you come home is I feel like I go straight for the thermostat. <laughs> is anyone else? It's either too hot or it's too cold. I go straight to the thermostat and change it. And for me, it's usually too cold because I grew up in Australia. It's just hot. We didn't have AC. And it was just like, I just like hot. So I just, I don't mind it being hot. So if it's too cold and also I'm a little bit cheap, so I'm like, hey, let's turn it up a little bit. <laughs> That's the real reason. Okay, fine. But I go in and I adjust the temperature. And I feel like God gave me a picture one time that we as priests in our own home, that's what we're called to do as well with the atmosphere that God has allowed us to be in. So I remember just walking in sometimes and Jill had just had a crazy day and Maisie was just a little baby and it was just kind of a little bit crazy and I could just tell, man, the the atmosphere and the temperature is not great right now, but I can do something about it. And somehow, some way, God has appointed me as a priest in my home that I can do something about it. And so I would just say, hey, babe, I'm going to take her. I'm going to take her for a walk. And I still remember walking along the foreshore in Sydney Harbour with the dog and with the baby and just giving Jill 30 minutes to herself. But what was I doing? I was taking leadership and saying, hey, I can do something about it. There's chaos here. Maybe I can bring a little bit of order to it. 
Can I encourage you, don't settle for a chaotic environment in your home. It's not priestly. It's not what God intended. And if there's stuff happening in your family, I just want to say tonight at the end, we're going to pray for you. And I want to pray for you if there's stuff that you're going through. Can I just encourage you? You're in a good place. Because this is where we can come alongside you. And there are guys here that want to help you as you lead through it. You're not alone. But priests would bring order. Number four, priests would minister and offer sacrifices. And today, I believe we're called to minister and to offer sacrifices in our homes. What does that look like? Ministry is, first of all, we're ministering to God in our homes. We're connecting with God in our homes, but we're also ministering to people in our homes. Hebrews 8 and verse 3 in the book of Hebrews talks about Jesus as our high priest, our mediator forever. But it says this in verse 3, For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices, thus it is necessary for this priest to also have something to offer. Do you have something to offer your family? What are we offering our families day in, day out? And what sacrifices are we making for them? Because priests, they would make and offer sacrifices as a way for there to be a better standing for people before God. They would improve, listen to me, the spiritual condition of the people that they were leading. So let me ask you this question. Is the spiritual condition of your home better because you're in it? Is the spiritual condition of the people in your life, your kid, your, your kids, your wife, are they in a better spiritual condition because you're there? Because priests, they would make that possible. They would make that happen. And we can do that in our homes. What are we ministering? What are we offering? Let me say it this way. How are we offering restoration and adding spiritual value in our homes? Are we making it spiritually a better place because we are there? You know, bringing an offering to your family might be to address something serious that's going on and bring a word of encouragement in the midst of it. That's being a priest in the home. Another way we can do it is we can sacrifice for our families. This is something that I believe is built in all men to sacrifice for their family, to say, I'm going to lay myself down so that I can build you up. But sacrificing our family, for our families might mean stopping every mealtime and thanking God for everything that we have. And that's the one thing I love to do is I love to stop our family in the middle of the, sometimes the chaos of food getting going. And I say, hey, let's stop and thank God for everything we have because it has all come from Him. And my six-year-old Charlie's just like, whatever, I want to eat. <laughs> but over time, he's going to get it. But it's something that I want to sacrifice and I want to teach my children. It might be instead of leaving a tough conversation with your wife or your kids to someone else or not having it at all, but rather having it in a gentle and loving way that leads to restoration, that can lead to change and breakthrough. That's being a priest in your home. Some of you guys as husbands, you just need to lead the conversation when it comes to intimacy. You just need to lead the conversation and not leave it unaddressed. Some of us with our own kids, we need to sit down and gently and lovingly deal with some of the things and that will bring a wholeness in our families. And that's what we do as priests. Is we, we don't, you know, abdicate. We don't say, oh, I'm going I'm to let the school handle that. Or, or I'm going to let someone else, have, or maybe the women's group will handle that. 
But what if we were priests that said, no, 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 I, I'm going to handle that. I want to step forward. I want to make the sacrifice. I want to go through maybe the discomfort of the conversation, knowing full well that God will honor that, that God will be faithful through that, that through that there could be restoration and change in Jesus' name. It's ministry and sacrifice. It's believing that wholeness can come through your role as a priest in your home. And can I just say, if you're in here tonight and you're single, you are learning tonight. And I'm grateful when I was early 20s, I would go to men's conferences and I'd hear messages like this and I'd get the opportunity to learn before I got married. But I wonder what area of sacrifice is needed in your home right now. Let me give you a tip. It's probably exactly where it feels like there's some tension and some tenseness. That's probably exactly where it is. Or maybe it's something that's just ongoing and there's a sense of fatigue and it seems like it's a chronic problem. That is the area that I believe that we as priests can minister and offer sacrifices to see change. So number four, priests would offer sacrifices. Number five, and I'm almost done. Priests would intercede and mediate. Hebrews 7 and verse 25, Consequently, he is able to save the uttermost. Those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus continually makes intercession for us. And in a Christ-like example, as the priests over our homes, listen to me, we can intercede on behalf of our families. Do you know that? To intercede in your family looks like this. You'll get in the middle of it. If I want to intercede my family, that means I'm just going to put myself right in the middle of whatever's going on. And in that role, I want to function as a priest. In that role, I want to function and be able to do something about it. And what does that look like for you and me today? It's prayer. It's reading Scripture. It's claiming Scriptures for our family. To intercede means to get involved or to plead or make requests on the behalf of another or others. It means stepping into the gap. Let me ask you a question. Do you war in prayer for your family? Do you claim victory spiritually for your family? Do you believe, listen to me, for the walls to come down in your family, for the blockages to be removed? Do you contend in the faith for the people in your world? Here's one for us as fathers. Do you claim the spiritual inheritance for your kids? Because here's where I've got to with my kids. My kids are still young, but I'm believing that they would get the full share of their inheritance. Not a half mixture, not a half of it, but the full share of the godly promised inheritance that God has for them. It's my prayer that my kids will get everything that God wants to give them. But this is how we can act as priests to intercede. You know, if you feel like you need to pray over your family, can I just encourage you, you shouldn't just do that alone. That's why we have Wednesday morning Zoom prayer that's been going on for years now in our church. That's why we have wild man discipleship groups starting up so that there'd be guys in your world that you can do life with. The year you might be going to go fish or go to the gym or something like that, but really you're doing life and you might be able to share, hey, this is something that's going on. Would you pray with me and help me intercede? That's why we have grill and chill every month. Let us wage a holy war of prayer in your life with you. 
and believe. Maybe you're in here today and your kids are going through something. Can I just encourage you? There's a whole bunch of people in here, a whole bunch of guys in here that will lock arms with you and say, hey, we'll go to war. We'll pray. We'll come alongside. I've got stories and stories about that, but I don't have time. Number six, something else that priests would do is they would teach and they would instruct. This was especially true post-exile. But the people of God would look to the priests as teachers, as the ones would give instruction. God has called us to lead our families, listen to me, in the learning of Scripture. I'm going to say something really strong. If you are relying on a 35-minute message on a Sunday morning to be the way that your kids learn the Bible... It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. I mean, Colonial Kids is incredible. It's the greatest. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Connor just said, yeah, it is. But can I just encourage you that if you're relying on the school or you're relying on, on, on a kid's ministry, or even a Sunday message to be enough when it comes to the learning of Scripture in your world. Can I just encourage you? It's not enough. Priests would teach and instruct. Even if you don't know it yourself, you can learn the ways of God. You can learn His Word and you can pass it on. That's why Psalm 145 verse 4 says, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Here's a trick that I like to do is I put on Bible teaching and messages on the living room TV all the time. I just play it. And we have our YouTube channel that's set up so that the, the, the series playlists are there and you can just go and you can just hit play and it'll just go through messages and go through messages. We've done the same with worship. That you can just play worship on the living room TV. You can play messages on the living room TV, but it's a way that we could teach the Bible in our homes. We're doing this thing right now. We started in January. I don't know if you remember John Norman's message in January, but he spoke an amazing message on Psalm 23. And ever since that Sunday, with my two boys every single night, we've been learning Psalm 23. We've been going through Psalm 23 verse by verse. And each week I, I, I just share a little bit extra about the verse. And then but three or four months later, you know what? They know Psalm 23 better than I do. But this is what I've come to learn is that it's my responsibility to help them learn the Word of God. It's my responsibility to show them things in Scripture. It's my responsibility as a priest of my home to teach them, hey, this is what God's Word says. So that one day when they get to a place in their life where they're struggling with something, they're coming around something, they're going to remember, hey, this is what God's Word says about that. And that's when they can learn, okay, this is where I need to go. This is what I need to do. What does it say in Psalm 119? It says, teach me your word, Lord, so I would not sin against you. And then finally, number seven, priests would wash and help make clean. It was a function. It was a duty. Jesus even said one of his healing miracles, he said to the man, he said, hey, go and present yourself to the priest." But it was a function. It was something they would do. Numbers chapter 8 and verse 5. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Take the Levites among the people of Israel and cleanse them. 
Thus you shall do to them to cleanse them, a sprinkle of water of purification upon them. And let them go with a razor all over their body and wash their clothes and cleanse themselves. That was the old way. And then look at, listen to the new way. Ephesians 5 verse 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing by the water with the word. We can as men, with the words that we share in our homes, literally cleanse, spiritually speaking, the people that we lead. We can as restored, loved, grace-filled, not perfect people, just everyday men who love Jesus, we can actually minister holiness to our families. Do you know that? When you send a text message to your wife with a verse, you know what you're doing? You're washing her. You're encouraging her. You're sanctifying her. This is just no good anymore. Let's throw it out. Two weeks in a row, it's done that. No more chances. No more grace. Just kidding. Maybe you're in here today and you've got a, a teenager. What about if you just started sharing Scripture on text message with them during the day? Purify, sanctify them. The Bible says that as we do that, it makes them clean. It washes them. The Word of God, it washes them. It makes them clean. I just wanna encourage all of us that that's what we can do. Maybe we can send words of encouragement to people in our world, words of praise, build people up. God has given us the ability somehow as men, as priests in our home, to be able to wash clean the people that we lead with the Word of God. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that amazing? God has given us this ability, so why wouldn't we use it? Why wouldn't we do it? I, 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 sometimes I feel like I can't get through to people, but it's amazing when I send a text message how quickly the heart softens. And there's reception and there's a willingness to talk and that's what the Word of God does. It softens hearts, it opens up doors. It helps us do what God has called us to do. Let's be priests in our home. Let's understand that we've been called. Let's understand that God has set us apart. The other thing about priests is they were unique. They were different. Something else was cool about priests is they were actually not given an inheritance in Canaan. The Lord was the inheritance for the priests. And isn't it interesting today that God has called us to, pre, to be priests? And what do we ultimately share with our families? We share that we're Christians and we believe in God. What an inheritance that we could pass on. What an opportunity that we could pass on to the people in our world. Come on, would you stand with me? I'm believing that in here tonight, priests are going to be raised up. That people are going to, you're going to leave here tonight and you're like, you know, I've, I've never heard that before, but that makes sense to me. Can I just encourage you? You can be a priest in your home. You can spiritually lead in your home. And I'm believing tonight, some guys walked in, but some priests are going to walk out. And that we would be people that understand, man, we can make a difference. We can sacrifice. We can minister. We can bless, we can help, we can do something in our world that can affect a change for the love of God in our home. So here's what I'd like to do. We're gonna have some guys down the front ready to pray. 
But in a moment, we're just going to sing one more time and then, then that's it. And I'll come back up and I'll do a quick prayer. But here's what I'd like to do is if you need prayer for any reason when it comes to your family, to your home, your marriage, your kids, this is what I want you to do. When we sing this worship song, I want you to step out boldly and I want you to come down and get prayer. This is why. It's because we need each other. We need each other. This is not a moment where we all get to, to look around at other people being, pray, being prayed for, but we actually need prayer ourselves, right? I know I need prayer. I reach out for prayer all the time. Be like, hey, pray for me. I'm having a hard day. Pray for me. I need wisdom. Pray for me. I'm going through it. But this is what we're called to do. So if you need prayer for any reason, you don't even need to come to our church on a regular basis. But if you need prayer, can I just encourage you? Come on down the front. We're gonna have men down the front, godly men that are ready to pray. So God, we thank You. Father, we thank You that You've called us, You've set us apart, just like You set apart the priesthood, God, that through Jesus now, You've set us apart to minister in the places that You've called us to be, starting in our homes, Lord. So Father, I pray that You would draw forward anyone that needs prayer tonight. Holy Spirit, You would bring forward guys that need prayer. Prayer for marriages, prayer for families, prayer for children, prayer for prodigals that are away, prayer for healing. In Jesus' name. Come on, you just... Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.